Welcome to the Terrible Podcast with your host from SteelersDepot.com, where you can find all your latest and greatest Steelers news. It's Dave Bryan and Alex Kazora, always lit, talking Steelers. And now, here's Dave and Alex. Welcome to the Terrible Podcast, another special edition of the Terrible Podcast, Pittsburgh Steelers Training Camp 2023. I am Dave Bryan from SteelersDepot.com. Today was the 10th practice, training camp practice for the Steelers for 2023. This is the ninth uh, special edition episode uh, that we're having this year. Uh, Today is August the 6th. It is Sunday night. I have to write all these things down before we get started. (laughs) So I get my days straight and all. And on the other end, uh, of course, is Alex Kazora, fresh off yet another fifth in a row this week uh, trip out to late uh, well, two late trope and, you know, four of those uh, uh, days were obviously at St. Vincent College. The Friday night was at Latrobe Memorial uh, Stadium for Friday night lights within uh, uh, with all that. Alex, happy Sunday night. Happy Sunday night, Dave. Good day of work today. Lighter session, as you kind of would expect. The final of the six straight days of practice team and pads Friday night and pads Saturday. So. It seems like Sundays are kind of the veteran days off, you know, lighter practice environment overall, but still some things for us to discuss. All right. We'll do that after we give a shout out to Lynn Testa at touringplans.com, right? Absolutely. Touring Plans been a longtime sponsor of our Steelers Depot summer training camp coverage. They're a great website that will help you plan your trip to Disney. It can be confusing, chaotic. We want to make sure you get it right if it's the one big trip you're taking with your family each year. You can use their trip planner tool to show you the least crowded park to visit every day. Customized touring plans for visiting Disney's best rides, honest restaurant reviews, how to save on Disney tickets, the best hotel rooms to ask for, and so much more. Can we thank Lentesta? We thank Touring Plans. Go to their website at touringplans.com and tell them Steelers Depot sent you. Also have to give a big shout out to our photographer, Tim Rice, who's heading back home today. He spent uh, camp with us taking some fantastic shots that you guys see daily on the site. And so Tim, always a hard worker, fantastic photographer, and we really appreciate him. Uh, driving up to Latrobe to uh, to do some work for us. Absolutely, and uh, how many years in a row is this now for Tim? Uh, a lot, four, five, six, something, something yeah, like that. Maybe more than that. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long, long time. All right, appreciate the good shots, Tim. Uh, shout out to uh, Tim Rice there. Uh, okay, we got some housekeeping, and it's more of uh, look. It's uh, middle of training camp now. Uh, you got a lot, some day to day people. You got some resting people. Uh, you want to run through the list there? Sure. Again, a lot of veteran rest days on Sundays, it seems to be. So those guys getting the day off today were Patrick Peterson, Kim Hayward, TJ Watt, Isaac Say, Malu, Allen Robinson, Deontay Johnson went through individual, but not team. He's fine. Just a day off. Mason Rudolph was getting a half day working, but not in team to give Tanner Morgan some reps. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Minka Fitzpatrick was full. So that was good to get him back in team session. Nate Herbig, despite the thumb injury Saturday, he practiced uh, in full, not practicing today, included from the non-rest standpoint, Keanu Neal, John Lovett, DeMonte Casey, Jamarcus Bradley, Joey Porter Jr., and Nick Herbig. Porter dinged that left ankle yesterday. It seems minor. He's going to be fine. Nick Herbig had a right hip flexor injury. We'll see what happens there. 
Casey looks very close to a return. He was doing some sprinting along the sideline. Neil's working his way back. Uh, Bradley has a hamstring, according to Mike Tomlin, that could keep him out for a little bit. DeMarvin Leal also not working in full, but he's very, very close to a full return. All right, and Mike Tomlin said after practice, Trey Norwood uh, with some sort of leg injury that needs to be evaluated. So obviously hope that that's uh, not serious. Man, what is it with the safeties this year, Alex? <laughs> the safeties giveth, the safeties taketh away, I guess. Yeah, so I, I don't know what happened with Norwood. I did not witness it. We'll let you know what things look like on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, okay. We got a, you know, obviously the team has a day off on Monday. So uh, after the long show that we had on uh, Saturday night, we're going to try to fly through this a little bit quicker. Also less, you know, notable bodies out there on, on this Sunday, but let's start on the offensive line uh, tonight. And once you take us through any, any and all notable things. Yeah. Not as much to note when they're not in pads or just in uh, shells, no O-line, D-line, less physical Spencer Anderson getting some right guard reps. That's not brand new for him. It happened last Sunday playing left guard, right guard. Dan Moore getting some more time at right tackle today. Chuck Wilma Corfor was full, but was taken out occasionally here and there to give more some right tackle snaps. Broderick Jones, some left tackle snaps. Um, overall, Herbert continues to work at center. And when he's not playing fullback, Kendrick Green's still working at center as well. So nothing really new to report from an evaluation standpoint. Just days like today will give uh, people some you know, uh, time to, to be versatile and say Malu's out, gives more reps for these other guys to, to get some work in. Yeah, and to show you how crazy, you know, they, the Steelers just released their initial depth chart for, uh, you know, ahead of their first preseason game, uh, which is on Friday of uh, this coming week here. And yeah, there's not, please don't read too much into it at all. They have to put it out because they have to put it out, uh, you, know, cor- you know, according to league rules and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, they have Spencer Anderson listed as the fourth string center behind Mason Cole, Kendrick Green, uh, Ryan McCollum. And uh, I don't think you, you've seen Spencer Anderson play, uh, uh, take a single snap at center, have you? Correct. He is not, to my knowledge. Nate Herbig's gotten a bunch of work there. He's the backup right guard. They're not, they always just put one guy at one spot most of the right. time. So that, that's the situation there. And that's one big reason why you should not read really hardly anything into these initial depth charts. Yeah, I see every, people already getting upset that uh, Keanu Benton's listed as the uh, uh, third third nose tackle behind Montrevious Adams and Braden Fajoko. Look, they they also do this by you know seniority and, mm-hmm. and rookies as well, too. So uh, it's just, it's dog and pony. It's something for people to get it. It gets you excited because it lets you know the preseason's mm-hmm. close, but uh, you can't read in any in, in anything into it beyond that. All right. Anything else on the offensive line you care to talk about? Nope. Not much to report there overall. All right. Let's go to quarterback. How did the quarterbacks look today? Um, I, I thought, you know, two minute, they, they didn't succeed. Although Mike Tomlin kind of gave the defense a couple of advantages. Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky both had long completions in two minute uh, Pickett to Cody White and Trubisky to Miles Boykin. Um, but both uh, could not punch it in in some goal-to-go type situations. I thought Pickett and George Pickens were a little off. Usually their chemistry is right on point, just maybe things a touch off, maybe some tiredness or just one of those days, not anything to be concerned about, but that's kind of one note there. Tanner Morgan getting his reps today, and he's not not a check down. Charlie, he wants to rip the football, hit Hakeem Butler for a 15-yard gain on his first throw, but then later in practice, Chuck won into a crowd of people, and it was picked off by Kenny Robinson Second time this camp, Morgan's had to heap ho downfield to kind of no one in particular. This one got picked off. And so Morgan, 
you appreciate the attitude, but um, you know, just trying to fire the football downfield does not always work in the NFL. He's, he's, he's uh, adhering to the, you only live once. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the woe, not sick him, but the woes are including some interceptions. All right. Uh, interesting there. Look, he's already had how many more snaps has he had than uh, Chris Oladokun uh, a, a year ago? Yeah, that's fair. I'm, I, I, at this point, uh, infinitely more because Oladokun had not taken a rep uh, at this point in training camp a year ago. I don't know how many he finished with, but it, it seems to be on Sundays, you know, last Sunday it was, Trubisky getting the day off from team period this Sunday, Mason Rudolph, or next Sunday it could be the same, although that's coming off a game, so I don't know how things are going to look. But again, about about once a week, working, getting a, a bit of action. All right, uh, let's go to the running backs. Is John Lovett real? <laughs> that's what Tim and I were talking about. Is he a, a figment of our imagination, Dave? It seems to be lower body with him. He's missed more time than he's practiced. Would they just not want to release him because they would have to technically wave injure him and there might be some sort of additional salary component to that? Would that be a thought on on John Lovett? Uh, yeah, well, just because there might be uh, uh, something related to having to do an injury settlement if it is long term. Right. But I mean, if, if it if it's not long term, not long term, uh, then. In other words, if it's not going to roll into the seat because the the uh, the split salary and and and, and the. Uh, uh, injury settlements run off of how many weeks of the regular season you'd think he'd miss or whatnot, you know? So, right. uh, I don't know about the legality to me, and it would be such a minor amount too, that, I mean, if they really wanted, there's, it's not like it would kill them to, uh, to, to, to waive him injured and then work out an injury settlement with him, unless they think he'd be him and his agent would be unreasonable when it comes to that, you know? Yeah. I know that no one else really cares about John Lovett's injury status. We care about all players. Right. So I just wanted to ask that. And I really have no other notes on running back, not in pads today. McFarland and Pony, you know, Hagen's getting a couple snaps. It's still Harris, Warren, McFarland, Hagen's, and then Greg Bell. Uh, Bell's got a bit of juice to his game. Uh, he's got some decent hands as well, but there's not a whole lot here to talk about. Do you think uh, 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 Jalen Warren's going to get much playing time in that first preseason game? I, well, hey, how many running backs are healthy? Is Lovett available because they only have a couple of these guys right. right now? Warren Macy, it may be he gets, you know, the first series. Harris, I'm, I'm pretty sure, will not play. Warren may get the first series, and then they'll kind of go from there. Heck, you might even see Connor Hayward get a couple carries in this preseason mm -hmm. opener. It wouldn't shock me if Lovett's not back at this point or there's someone else gets dinged up. I think it's possible he's taken two carries this camp already. All right, let's go to uh, wide receiver and, and, and any uh... – new developments there for you yeah always easier to see the skill guys in these shell uh, type practices calvin austin showing his speed he's making big plays basically routinely now big 30 yard catch and what could have been more slightly underthrown by kenny pickett but austin came back with the football slowed up and and made the catch for what i call 30 yard gains so he's making big plays showing his speed like this comments in 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 an in, in interview he did today about whenever he shows dbs his speed he's kind of in control because he's always threatening with that speed vertically Cody White keeps making plays, big plays downfield. Oz Boykin's been more active. And Dan Chisena had a really good catch in seven on seven, granted, but still a really good grab uh, extending out from Tanner Morgan. Don't talk about Chisena too much. So I wanted to highlight that that was a good moment for him. 
Yeah, Calvin Austin was front and center in a couple of media sessions today, uh, the, the main media session, I think, uh, before practice, and then uh, Steelers Live after practice. Uh, he was uh, uh, the guest on there, and, you know, he talked about how he's really working on uh, his releases and, and, and you know, getting with Deontay and Allen Robinson and and really trying to work on, on refining his releases and all like that. And, you know, once again, he can't be more excited about a guy that obviously missed his rookie season there. Uh, I didn't even get to see him in a, in a preseason stadium uh, last year. We've talked a lot on a regular podcast about the explosive play uh, capabilities. He's made a few of those uh, so far in camp, right? You know, uh, so those, those, you know, definitely looking forward to keeping him healthy and, and seeing him underneath the lights on, uh, on Friday night for the first time. Sure. I'm trying to think at what point in August did uh, Austin get hurt last year? We're almost at that one year mark. It was right around for their first preseason game. Uh, I want to say it's looking like maybe August 11th was the last time he had practiced. So we're almost at that anniversary, um, which almost coincides with the first game he's going to play mm-hmm. in the NFL. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. All right. Uh, anything else from wide receiver before we move over to tight end? Nope, that probably covers it pretty well. Again, day off for essentially days off for Allen Robinson and Deontay Johnson. Some more reps for some of these backups in Jamarcus Bradley with the hamstring. Hamstrings can take some time. He's probably not super, super close to returning. I know Tomlin called it minor, but to me, there really is no minor hamstring. So he's not a guy that can afford to, to lose some time. Des Fitzpatrick's a decent route runner. He's got some burst at the top. And, and also, I should uh, make mention of one play, George Pickens. Uh, on a, in a team period coming back for the football to kind of make sure that James Pierre could not undercut it. Just some of those small details of route running, coming back to the football hard to make a catch for a 14-yard gain. Again, he's proving he's more this year than just the go-vertical type of guy. All right, uh, let's move over to the tight end and the tight end slash fullback uh, room. Uh, they, had, <laughs> uh, uh, they continue. It's not a ruse with Kendrick Green at this point, right? No, because it's working. And it, I, I said, as long as it's going well, keep trying it. Why would you stop it if it's if it feels like there's something there with him? Now, we'll talk about this probably again a bit more in tomorrow's episode. Is he Patrick right. Ricard? You know, Ricard's playing hundreds of snaps for the Ravens each year. And so it's a different situation there in terms of justifying the spot. He plays a bit on special teams as well. But uh, what I like about Kendrick Green, just watching him come down the stairs. He's, he's excited. He's smiling. Fans are kind of cheering him on. He's high-fiving. The mascot, Steely McBeam, like the <laughs> dude has some confidence. And that's good. That's just good for him. Forget about the football. I don't know right. if he's going to make the team or not, but just good for him to to feel good because it's been just a mountain of Whip, crap for him the last couple of years. Boy. Yeah, easy target. And uh, that's a good point that you bring up. Maybe we'll talk more about that on, uh, uh, tomorrow. Look, and, and maybe that'll carry over into some of his offensive line. You know, sure. I'm sure he's going to get some offensive line play in his first preseason game. So uh, when is the last time we've seen something like this happen in camp where camp starts and a player's you know, essentially e- easy to beat up on and, and then halfway through camp, it's <laughs> <laughs> he can run for mayor, you know? <laughs> That's a good question. I have no idea. I mean, this just feels like a unique situation in terms of somebody turning things around like that. Pittsburgh usually doesn't do these kind of creative type adventures. So I, I have no idea, to be honest with you. All right. The rest of the tight ends, Washington uh, still on a on a nice plane here. Yeah, I think so. Overall, he did slip at the end of uh, the final play of practice, two minute drill. They did rain minutes before and so field a bit slick and just probably some balance issues for a guy a bit taller longer than 
than he is. Pat Frymuth, he was on my Steady Eddie post today, guys, who are just steady, consistent. I know he's Pat Frymuth. He's a bigger name. He's a starter, but don't talk about him a ton, but he's always consistent over the middle. And I thought it was incomplete, but Connor Hayward evidently had an incredible one-handed catch in that two-minute drill today. Mike Tomlin called it a catch. I looked down because I just, I just assumed it was incomplete, so I didn't actually get to see the whole thing on the follow-through. I was in my notes, but apparently Hayward made another pretty ridiculous catch today. You know, I saw a uh, photo that Fryermood posted on on his Instagram account, and uh, maybe it was the angle. I don't know, but uh, and it's not like I keep up. You know, look look at you know and, and compare and contrast these photos. All the, does he look a little bit thicker in the lower half, especially in the in the in 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 the thigh and you know haunch area there? <laughs> well, I was looking at Fryermood's haunches. I was wondering how much bigger they were than the past. I I really uh, maybe I saw your post about that. Um, I think he certainly, you know, looks good for for the position. I'm sure naturally you probably get bigger and stronger over time as you, you know, dedicate yourself to the NFL and in an NFL program. But I really can't discern anything from this year to last year. He, he just looks a little thicker in that lower half, I think. It, it, okay. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe he is. I hope maybe the next time he gets, you know, it has a media session. Maybe somebody will ask him about that if he if he does, if he did you know, spend extra time on leg day or something mm-hmm. like Are that. Are your haunches bigger, Pat Friday? Yeah, That'll be the yeah. question. To ask. Yeah, I guess that's not a common term. That's uh, that's you know, that's kind of what we use down in the South, your haunches. You yeah, know, so. that's definitely a Southern twang kind of thing. All right. Uh, we'll take my Southern twang over to on the defensive side of football. Probably not a lot to po- report there with, with there not being pads on, but uh, walk us through a uh, defensive line. We actually have two notes here. One, and, and you know, I think they're trying to do some things with uh, some other guys in the way that the Marvin Leal has been used, hand up, hand down. They're probably thinking, okay, can anybody else do that? Especially with Leal uh, missing the last couple practices, and we've seen that with Louder Milk, and he's gotten some stand up work, and the quality of it's probably hard to determine, but they're trying it. And even James Mwaya, the rookie from Merrimack, who's not gotten a ton of snaps, he got some stand up outside linebacker work today, and look nondescript but he's a good athlete so they're just trying to do some stuff with him some kind of versions of what Leal is able to bring to the table uh, one uh, more relevant note uh, Braden Fajoko's had a really good camp run defense he's strong there's some quickness to his game there's a decent first step he blew up a run play to Greg Bell today he knifed through the a gap and um, you know blew that thing up and so I think his run defense has been steady I probably will write this for the morning there's going to be some tough decisions along that defensive line. I think it's been a good group overall. And I know, as you say, these things have a way of kind of, you know, figuring themselves out. But at max, Pittsburgh will keep seven defensive linemen. And they got eight guys right now stating the case to make this 53. What is the thing that has stuck out the most, if any, about DeMarvin, DeMarvin Leal so far? At the halfway point here, or, or well, a little past the halfway point. Well, the problem is he's been hurt a lot. Right. You know, he had got carted off that one practice for the difficulty breathing. I think it was a, or a day before he had missed some time, and then he had the left ankle injury. So he's just not been really available enough to to evaluate that much and that strongly, especially once the pads have come on. So I mean, you know, he still played stand up outside linebacker, still played defense line. He's doing both. He's a really good athlete. He's explosive. He looks good. Um, but it's probably hard to really talk about his game too much because he's missed so much time. Well, hopefully he'll stay healthy because uh, we'll have the all 22 for that <laughs> first first mm-hmm. game. So we'll really be able to start breaking down, or at least I will. And really all of us will be uh, 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 pouring over that with a fine tooth comb. So I just want to get your thoughts on, on him. All right, inside linebacker. 
My notes today are from Cole Holcomb, a forced fumble. I liked your joke. That is legal. I did check it, the rule. That's rubies. legal, right? Inside linebackers can 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 force turnovers, right? The rule change from the owners' meetings okay. this year, and Pittsburgh can now do that. So, yeah, it was a jet run to Calvin Austin, and that is one note on Austin. Take care of the football. Holcomb came across. Coaches always you know, yelling and, and, and players yelling, ball search, punch it out. And Holcomb punched it out for the first forced fumble. It either rolled out of bounds or Austin recovered it. Defense didn't come away with it, but nice job there from Holcomb. He's had a really strong camp overall. And I thought in some of the 1v1 coverage drills, Landon Roberts with a great plaster on Jalen Warren on a really tough route to defend. It was an angle route inside. And then Warren dropped his hips and pivoted outside. And Roberts matched it the whole way through and forced the incompletion. Juan Alexander getting a little grabby, a little handsy with Arnold Washington, but forced an incompletion on the following rep. So those guys are high energy. They're physical. They're aggressive. It is just camp. We'll see how it goes. But overall, I would say the inside linebacker play this summer has been pretty impressive. All right. Pick one. Kwiatkowski or Tanner Muse? Muse. I'm going to go really? Tanner Muse for the special teams background. He's probably a bit younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's younger than Kwiatkowski, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah. I'll go Muse. Okay. Uh, let's see. Where else? Outside linebacker. Yeah, fewer notes there. Paralysis has been quiet. I think uh, Marcus Golden had one good rep. He beat a core four to the edge. He was getting first team reps with Herbig with a with Watt resting and then Herbig being out. So it was a good day for him to get some some burn. Same with Ndukeway. Um, But I, I think Golden in my notes and what I've what I've been able to see has been uh, more active in my notes the last couple of days. All right. Uh, Roche, I mean, is he just turning into an, uh, an, an also ran at this point? I mean, do, do you what do you think about even the prospects of him on 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 the practice squad at this point? You know, he could make it. The competition doesn't seem too stiff right now, but I'm not seeing any sort of standout element of Roche's game, be it run defense, be it pass rush. There's not you know, really anything I'm seeing. And, and again, we'll get into a stadium and be able to evaluate these things a bit more. But practice squad at best for him uh, is probably going to be the ticket for Quincy Roche. All right. Take us through the uh, cornerback position and obviously no uh, Patrick Peterson, no uh, Joey Porter Jr. today. Yeah. So that meant James Pierre getting first team reps at left corner opposite Levi Wallace. And Wallace was also on my steady Eddie list of guys who are just available, consistent, never have a bad day. Levi Wallace, that's him. I don't know exactly what his role will be to start the year with Porter emerging and coming on strong, but Wallace will certainly have one. And if he's the number three corner on this team, he'll be one of the top number three corners in the NFL. But today, thought Luke Barku has made some plays. He made some plays late yesterday, he made some plays in two minute today including uh, a couple of uh, pass breakups and one almost interception. And Elijah Riley coming down on a screen and blowing one up to a wide receiver, Des Fitzpatrick. Uh, again, still early. I've I mentioned that several times, but he's a guy to me that it, that feels like an early front runner to be that that slot, rundown, corner, millet type of, of guy, although Riley's bigger and uh, can play safety as well. Do you think it's an either or with Riley and Chandon Sullivan when it comes to a roster spot? Yeah, I was going through kind of a mock roster construction, less about names, but more about numbers last night. And I was kind of still settling at five corners. If they're going to keep five, then it probably is either or because you have Porter, Peterson, Wallace and Pierre. That's four and then a fifth in the slot, and Peterson's going to bump inside and play slot and passing down. So 
for, for them to keep both Riley and Sullivan as things stand today, they would have to keep six. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, safety and Kenny Robinson continues to a stay healthy. And if you stay healthy and get opportunity, you have a chance to, to, to take advantage of that. And it sounds like he continues to do that. Yeah. That's a great point. I think the only two safeties who have been with Pittsburgh, the entire camp who have not missed a practice or any sort of time are Robinson and miles Caleb, I believe if I'm remembering all my names here correctly. And so that's a big component to getting noticed is being available and getting reps and the chance to make more plays. And he was on the receiving end of that Tanner Morgan heave ho uh, during team period today, his third pick of training camp in terms of the 11 on 11 sessions. This guy's got a nose for the football. He's aggressive on that play. It was, you know, Morgan just kind of, you know, you play that game in recess, you just throw the football up and you just kind of see who goes up there and gets it. Uh, that was kind of what Morgan did. There were just a bunch of receivers and DBs in the area. Who was going to go up there and get the football? And Kenny Robinson went up and got the football and picked it off. And so he's a guy that with a nose for the football that wants to make plays. And he's made quite a few of them. There's training camp and the guy's physical too. He's got good size. He can hit. So he's not, he's not deficient in what he can do as a hitter. Now, how great of a tackler he is. I'm still learning about that but there's certainly a one-two and an aggressiveness to his game you have to appreciate. Watch his burn Friday on special teams. That's, mm-hmm. that, that might be a guy to really pay attention to. I have a feeling he's going to get a lot of burn on special teams. In addition to obviously, because you got all these safeties, uh, he's, he might he might be what did we say earlier because uh, uh, with Herbig, him and Herbig, assuming Herbig gets over this hip, hip pointer, mm-hmm. Uh, in this first game, those those two guys could could lead the snaps on the defensive side of football and total defensive and special team snaps, right? I'm with you. And Robinson might have the edge because if Herbig either is just getting back, they may limit his snaps a little bit. And there's not even a guarantee right now Herbig's going to play in the openers. Robinson should get a ton of burn in this game. I mean, you want to talk about that's why you have camp, right? I mean, yep. th- this is a guy that we weren't talking hardly anything about. Uh, really nothing about other, other than probably when he was signed, you know, uh, and it just goes to show you how you can't, you can't just, you hate it when people call people camp bodies, right? Mm-hmm. And, it's and, my pet peeve. And this is a good reason not to call, you know, these, I mean, I, obviously a lot of these guys in theory are, but uh, some of these guys have given the opportunity to stay healthy and, and take advantage of it. They, they can get a roster spot. So good for him. Hopefully that continues and that'll be a guy I'm going to be watching closely, uh, in that preseason opener. All right. Uh, a punt off. How, uh, how did, how did the punting go? You were able to <laughs> use your stopwatch today. Yeah. My handy dandy stopwatch Harvin. It, it, it's the same story with Harvin. And I, I know it feels so cliche and kind of boring to say, but there's some great punts. There's some poor ones. He had a 67 yarder with fantastic uh, hang time that I might have the wrong number on. I might want to go back and edit that in my report, but then a couple of low liners that were you know, easily sub four seconds that uh, just were, were, were not where it needs to be uh, man did not, did not boom the ball quite as much, but the hang time was more consistent. The, the punts overall were more consistent and um, you know, this battle will continue and, and we'll see, but you're seeing some good. You're seeing some bad from uh, Presley Harvin. I want to go over what Mike Tomlin had to say about that. He had a a very interesting quote uh, in that today. Uh, He said, man, we punt off every day that we punt. He says, we got two established capable guys. I kid them because they're both Ray guy award winners, you know, so it's fun to watch those guys uh, uh, pit their skills against one another, but really it's man versus himself battle. The ability here's the, here's the money, uh, the, uh, the ability to show consistency, 
efficiency, the ability to directional punt the way that we desire, the ability to situational punt, red zone punting. He says touchbacks are catastrophic analytically, for example. Hey. Uh, that, that, rang, that rang my ears right there. Touchbacks are catastrophic analytically, for example. When's the last time? How many times does <laughs> Tomlin use analytically when speaking? You know, uh, so anyway, he goes on to say, those are some of the ways that we're challenging those guys and we will continue. Uh, so that part, uh, it goes a little Easter egg in there, I think. Yeah, um, I, I think they're all, you know, pretty common things. You want to be consistent. You want to avoid touchbacks. I do know that Tomlin especially hates touchbacks. He's had those sayings at camp before and whatever it's worth. And this is not a real football environment, but uh, Presley Harvin on their kind of Red zone, you know, pin the ball deep, punt. Harvins was down at around the seven, man's bounce into the end zone. Now, there's a coverage unit component to it as well, so it's not all on the punter, but I would say Harvin did better than man on that. It was one punt, but uh, Harvin was better. So, again, I think you really see these guys inside stadiums when there's a punt rush and some pressure and just a more football environment to, to better evaluate, but we'll keep charting the punters whenever they punt. You will. I won't. I will. Okay. <laughs> Fair point. I will chart the punters. Uh, maybe I'll help you out at a preseason game or something. I don't know. Because right, uh, uh, I'll definitely be looking at the special teams tape this time around. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, punt return lines real quick. Uh, yeah, just standard. I think I was watching kick returns. They were doing just kind of skeleton stuff there. It was McFarland. It was uh, Gunner. It was Calvin Austin and Jordan Bird. And so those will be you know, the bulk of your return guys, both kicks and punts. Uh, Bradley, if he's healthy, could get a look. But with the hamstring injury, he may not be able to go. So, yeah, Gunner, Bird, Austin, McFarland, those should be your return guys in this uh, preseason opener. All right. You want to walk us through seven shots real quick to close it out? Yep. What do I have here on the win? Five to two. I feel like I might be converting some uh, reporters to say the quarterback runs should not be offensive touchdowns. They should I be uh, for that. the defense. I don't yeah. know. I saw someone else score five two, and I have five two because Kenny Pickett ran one in. But those are not wins for the offense in my in my view. Anyway, uh, let's see. First one, uh, Kenny Pickett at Cody White for a touchdown right side near the uh, front uh, right pylon. Second one was the picket scrambling and looking downfield. Nothing there. Just kind of ran over the goal line. Third one, picket the pickens. I don't know if, if this one was too high or whatever the case was. Pickens put his hands out, but could not make the catch. Next one was a high throw for Austin and incomplete. Uh, fifth one, Mitch Trubisky hitting Darnell Washington for a touchdown on a little Y stick route out route against Chappelle. Russell, number six, uh, Miles Boykin did have a couple of bad plays in seven shots. Um, one, he couldn't corral in the right flat. And then, then the next play, kind of a true drop as Trubisky was looking for Boykin. So there was a couple of bad moments there. But defense overall winning five to two. And Isaiah Dunn, the corner, got some teamwork today. So that was good for him as some of the cornerbacks were missing in action. All right. Uh, you and I will be back uh, Monday morning with a full episode of the Terrible Podcast, and that'll probably be an hour long. This one tonight was right at about 30 minutes there. Uh, I know you're whooped at this point, five days in a row uh, out there, so uh, well-deserved. 
kind of sleep, you know, try to sleep in until we do the podcast in the, in, in, in the morning there. So uh, in the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Steeders Depot, follow Alex on Twitter at Alex underscore Kazora, follow the show at terrible podcast, email the show, the terrible podcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do and want to donate to the cause Steeders Depot.com hit the donate button up right navigational bar. Also, if you like want an ad free version of the site, Steeders Depot.com hit the ad free button up right navigational bar, follow the directions that way. So until Monday, morning as always thanks for listening to the terrible podcast another special edition of the terrible podcast pittsburgh steeders training camp 2023 with dave and alex